captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy for episode 24, season 2, Winston's birthday. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher and I am joined once again after a two-week yadis by the ever-clicking Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how's it going? What's going on? Yeah, I feel like it's funny because when this episode starts and they're, it's like Nick and Jess and Ben, it's like, oh yeah, that's where we left off. It's been a while. It's funny too because at the end of last week you were like, well, it's not going to start with them like in bed. <laughs> and I knew I like remembered that they did mm-hmm. start, so that was fun. Well, I guess the first time ever I was wrong about something. Um, it's been a while, Akiva, uh, but but as of this at this hour, I can confirm that Akiva has approved the use of subs for, in moderation for new girl old guy. So hopefully we won't have many random one week off moments. Yeah, well, hopefully there won't be more weeks. Yeah, I. I uh, 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 you make it sound like it was like a Pfizer. It's like, all right, now you could get a it third was, dose. I don't want to say it was harder to get this approved, but it was pretty difficult to get approved. <laughs> a lot of hoops you had to jump through. <laughs> well, I, like all men, I had we had to convince you had to convince yourself that it was your idea, and mm-hmm. now it, it seems like a go. What but a at this point, idea, whatever yeah. it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're here to talk about an episode directed by Max Winkler, written by Brett Baer, aired originally May seventh. 2013, uh, I already said that it's Winston's birthday. Dan Sedensky wants to know, did you intentionally postpone this episode to celebrate Akiva's birthday? Are you going to pretend you did in an homage to this episode? Happy birthday, Akiva. Um, no, I, I, I honestly didn't know what the episode was called. I mean, I, I guess we discussed it two weeks ago, but I completely forgot. Um, and then uh, I, I remember... We, uh, when I clicked on, I'm like, oh, that's this week? Like, that's the pre-wedding episode? Okay. Um, that was mostly to be about how your birthday was, less about the episode, but, you know. Uh, it was for- your, your birthday sort of went by with a whisper, from my perspective. Not a lot of buzz, <laughs> just, just like we're now. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> well, I feel like the Jewish holiday, like, your birthday isn't always it's with the Jewish o- holidays. It's always on the Jewish holidays. It's always. Is this that was just like- because you have more Jewish holidays than me? So, like, no matter where they fall, your birthday yeah. is going to hit Simchat Torah or Sukkot or Rosh Hashanah? It's, it's incredibly rare that it's not on one of the holidays, yeah. Last year, I got you to 5,000 followers. Mm-hmm. 4,000, I think. Or sorry. Unless I've lost since last shade. year. That's possible. Un- no, no. I think you're right. It was 4,000. Um, but this year, I didn't yeah. do it. Again, it, it snuck up on me. Facebook reminded me. I would have been a full Winston. Mostly because I just don't know a day. Uh, like yesterday, I saw something that was like coming in March. And I was like, ooh, that's soon. And I was like... Oh shit! It's September. Like I, I don't know what month I'm in. Um, I, I at this point, I do think Facebook's only use is telling people, who, like, oh, it's your friend's birthday, and you could send them a message, even though you've forgotten it's seven thirty p.m. And it's not even useful for that because I don't. I happened to like see an email where it was like a Kiva Winnegar's birthdays today from Facebook. Should face? Oh, they email you people's birthdays. I don't know. This is not so interesting. But it's not, anyway, but I do. What, should birthday. Facebook. Um, Good synergy. Should, should Facebook um, email you like here's tomorrow's birthdays so you could plan? 
I have to plan for your birthday? Not Did like, any of no, your podcast co-hosts do anything for your birthday? No, I don't mean like plan a party. I just mean like, you know, here's tomorrow's birthday. Or maybe like a 6 a.m. 6 a.m. email. I'm more email, interested so in like, knowing if Chester or... Or Rob did anything? No, nobody. I mean, listen, it was during any the public holidays. tweets. I did. A, I did a private DM. I don't think, I don't think any public tweets. But that's fine. That's fine. I'm. It's not a. It's not a big. Thirty-eight is one of the most minor birthdays you can have. <laughs> did your family do anything? Not really. I think. I, I think you know they. They sensed like oh, there was no buzz. They weren't interested. <laughs> there was no buzz. There's zero buzz. No. Are you? Wait. Can we? As thirty-two fans, you must. Well, I know that Chester has a chart about it, but have you done the 32 Fans episode where you rank birthdays? Chester Not personal, just in concept. Chester I know ranked, he's ranked his own. Yes, his own birthdays. That was memorable. Um, we haven't ranked, like, general birthdays, but I guess we could definitely do that in the football a season. A birthday draft, I feel like, would be not a full – it can't be really a full episode, but – no, I think it could be for us. It could be a full one. <laughs> on 32 fans in the off season, it definitely could be like at least the Patreon episode. Well, no one's clamoring well, for me there, but I'm willing to join what's your, for that. Oh, so I was going to ask your first draft pick, but but I'll, I'll save it in case we actually do it. Well, you know, I'm not going to remember what I said when we do this like six years from now. So it would be hard to beat like 21, I guess. But mm, I feel like 16, 18, like if we have a Gentile crowd. 13, but doesn't always coincide with the bat mitzvah, so... Really, uh, every single-digit number is probably bigger, just because, like, it's just a, such a big deal to you. Yeah, but then your parents... It's, like, not your friends. It's, like, your parents' friends. I, I think the the nice... The best birthdays are, like, 16, you can drive. High school birthdays are key. 18, it's, like, I'm 18. 21, it depends on sort of what you're... Um, what you've been up to before 21. True, I think that's 21 true. is sort of overrated. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do it. At the time you're 21, 21, like it's like not so cool to be like celebrating your 21. We we also said we were gonna do a draft of uh, the the shows and the people from those shows. I don't even really think that's a draft. I think that's just more of a discussion of like you pose a show, maybe good for Puya stream or something. You pose a show and then you like draft the people most likely to start a podcast from that show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Who do you think from New Girl, to the extent the characters you've already interacted with? Well, podcasts, actually, it's a good time to ask, because podcast gets mentioned, I think, for the first time in the show's history on this episode. Correct. Nick doesn't know how podcasts are started, but does Jake Johnson is the question. Is he likely to have a podcast? I, I, I would rank them. I would rank the core five. Well, CeCe's, like, so dead last. Of the five, so of the of the of the loft four. No, no, no. Sorry, of the actors who play the character, like in the real world, this was inspired by. Oh, Rob right, 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 that right. He's starting a podcast. True, on, true, true. Uh, well, I'll say of the of the uh, characters in the show first. I'd say Jake Johnson, then Winston. The, I, I, you know, or I guess Nick, then Winston, then. I'd probably put all the guys first and then CC last. I think you're wrong. I think Winston would be the most likely because he's yeah. already the, got the radio gig. I don't think Nick has the capabilities. Right. He he would be like me. He'd be like, Allie, can you record this? But I think he, he Schmidt. He would ask Jess. I would say it's maybe like Winston, then Schmidt, because Schmidt would want to be like cutting edge and he thinks he's interesting and self-important. Uh, I would. I don't even know that CC would be last, but you're right. It would have to be like. Her modeling agent is making her do it, like, for a job, not necessarily, like, personal interest. I, I would probably put 
Winston, Schmidt, Jess, Nick, Cece. Okay, and then so for the actors, I don't exactly know what everyone's up to because I sort of have to stay away from their well, social for spoilers. Let's, let's draft three each, I, including the auxiliary characters. Oh, so someone gets to pick someone outside the core five. Or you might, two of us might decide. Both yeah, of that's us, true. All two of us might decide to pick someone outside the core five. Okay, I'm going to go with Zooey first, only because, like, you'd think, like, that's beneath her, but she's married to a property brother, so she's already shown she can, like, stoop a little bit. I think that's right, because I think her most likely co-host would be the property brother in yeah, a new girl, yeah. old guy format of, like, I'm the new girl, and he's never seen the show. <laughs> like what if Zooey kind of started a podcast that was called, like, new girl, old guy? Be would we have to end girl, ours? New guy. Do you think yeah. old girl, new guy? We'd get a cease and desist, probably. We'd get the cease and desist? <laughs> That's, no. I don't want to get into it. Are you rooting for, are you rooting for this to happen, basically, now? Like, that's, that would be, I, I mean, I guess it would be funny. It would be good, like, we'd get more listeners just by, like, their accidental leftovers, right? My, first of all, we'd shut down so quickly, and oh, my yeah. dating app profile would get made over just as quickly of, like, two truths and a lie. Zooey Deschanel's camp sent me a cease and desist for my podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right. As opposed to now, it's like, I once had 11 talk. What? Oh, can I ask you a question? We were arguing today at the Shabbat uh, or at the holiday table. I love a Shabbat debate. That's like the people say the barroom debate is over. Not on Shabbat. You can't look it up. Okay. What food is fancier? Spaghetti and meatballs or tacos? I was going to say there's almost nothing less fancy than spaghetti and meatballs. And then you said tacos. What's fancier? Uh, I, here's... Tacos are fancier. Not all tacos, but you mm -hmm. can have a fancier taco, whereas fancy spaghetti and meatballs is bolognese. It's a different product. Right. Yeah, I, because I said, hey, you know, let's mix up the food. And this isn't the move I suggest trying because it's like tacitly suggesting something else. But at the holiday meal today, I was like, hey, let's, you know, start mixing up some of these meals. Now that we've had like 50 holidays in a row when we have, the you know, a bunch of Shabbats like meals now coming up let's do uh let, let's you know what if, what if we have tacos one friday night and Wait, i was is like Mary pumping out brisket on friday night just like your run-of-the-mill friday night she she'll get like a nice like slab of meat usually and you have the nerve to suggest that she but we didn't it? we didn't that we actually didn't today it was like whatever so the point was i was like hey let's you know maybe not make the same exact things every week let's Let's. Yeah, what about tacos? And Using she's like, well, let's generously. You very, very <laughs> generously. And, and and she's like, well, you know, normally, like, I mean, she didn't say it like this. It was like, normally we have, you know, like, that's like weekday food, and this is like we have like fancier stuff or different stuff during the week. And I said like, but you served spaghetti and meatballs tonight, and like that's like much. That's on the children's menu when you go to restaurants. Okay, here's the difference. A home-cooked spaghetti and meatballs versus tacos when you think about a home-cooked meal. That's why I said not all tacos. I think a home taco where it's like we've made the ground meat, we've shredded the lettuce, we've got the cheese, and you kind of assembly line it, that's mm -hmm. less fancy than, than homemade spaghetti and meatballs. Allie from the editing room, amateur hour over here. Obviously, Akiva's experience with tacos is not ground meat and cheese. Back to the show. Well, her, her argument was like, would you eat, what would you eat in front of the queen? 
like would you have tacos or spaghetti meatballs? Probably not. But if you had to have one, you'd probably have spaghetti and meatballs because you could at least eat it with a fork and a knife. No, but again, if you're having like a formal, if like somebody is preparing it, like a, a, a chef is preparing it, you can really make tacos fancy. But I, I'm not. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, the yeah, the cook. fanciest tacos are, are, especially now, are like getting fancier and fancier for sure. I don't like that you've put me at odds with Mara in that. Mara's correct. And She'll never hear about because, this. No, no, of course not. Do you think I, I, I could come care. back, she come over the top with like, I said it on a podcast. I was complaining about the No, I know, just, I don't like to food have that. Allie agreed with me. Energy in the universe. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I was talking about this with a friend today. It's like, if you ever told me like, oh, it's, it's really bad that uh, you didn't get the podcast out by Wednesday morning or, you know, this is really going to mess up our schedule, I would be like, then you effing do it. Like, it is bold to suggest that somebody do something else when you're not willing to do it. Like, if you want to make tacos, how about this, honey? You, you kick your feet up this Shabbat. I'm making tacos. Right. Not, That's why I didn't uh, go you've anywhere. You've been churning out 50 holiday meals. You think you could diversify a little bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Old. why it didn't really go anywhere because because it, you know it was like uh, no, I'm in charge here and and sorry, go away. I mean, you're lucky that she even entertained the debate the debate about what's fancy. No, she actually said this conversation's over. <laughs> Did not. <end> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> All right. Well, this conversation is over. Let's get to the digest. Uh, just to set you up, producer Kelly said, "Is this the most action-packed episode for the core five yet? Everyone has really impactful stuff going on." Um. Yeah, it is very action. By the way, the one one last thing to the last conversation sometimes if i'm like do something like that and i'll like let's have this debate should be like this is not a podcast then everyone start yelling at me we're not on your podcast stop doing bits and stuff um yeah I think <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to dads who don't have a podcast i feel like dads just do bits mm-hmm. they're just like uh, i yeah. do bits too and i don't have any kids but mm-hmm. um i think i think this is the most action-packed like the episode's called winston's birthday that is sort of how the episode ends but it's not really the through line of the entire episode at all there is a lot going on this is almost like two episodes smushed into one right Uh, yeah i mean i did think just based on my note taking that like all three sort of storylines really fit together like normally we've been kind of like a mess as we go through but i feel like here is like very three discrete abc story Mm mm-hmm no, I, I agree with that. I but it's a lot to like even to like think about oh what happened this episode more you know, there's more than usual. Right. Hmm. Is that it? Um yeah. Well you want you want <laughs> uh, Kiwi's digest? Yeah, well that was like yeah, you work that into the digest kind of thing. Okay, fine. So uh Kiwi's digest <laughs> basically Winston's birthday. We have like we said, Jess and Nick waking up in bed together after their first time together. Uh Smash cut. Who's here? It's Jess's dad. Emphasis no, on Je- Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Je- <laughs> Jess's, Jess's dad is here. Why is he here? Very flimsy reason. He's very excited about Cece's wedding. When is that? Not. I mean, I guess it's the day before at some point in the episode. But uh, he's here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Schmidt is, has a full episode where he is dating... His old college girlfriend, who you know, who who was really in love with Fat Schmidt, 
They're going to have an episode together. Meanwhile, it's Winston's birthday. Other things are happening. Uh, Nick is hanging out with Jess because Jess... Uh, Nick is hanging out with Jess's dad because Jess has some uh, teacher stuff to attend, you, attend to. And Cece has a pre-wedding emergency. Good digest. Um, all right. So let's Ooh. take it from the top. Mm-hmm. What, that, see, it was a hard was digest. This was... No, but I think this was wasn't a good digest. I think it was a it was a hard one. Whoa! All right. Speaking of hard ones, let's talk about Nick and Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick is very cute. He's like literally does a chef's kiss. He's very happy. I laugh every time he checks his pulse. Such he checks Jess's pulse. Such that I was like, oh, I love that he's about to check her pulse. Then he does. I laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, very funny. <laughs> Um, springs up to make breakfast in bed for her. Um, we have a couple questions. Shoot, where did I, I? Oh, Matt Stewart wants to know, is breakfast in bed enjoyable before we even get to what he puts on the plate? Well, a lot of people aren't really willing to A, in bed, B, like, risk spilling stuff in bed. You can't have crumbly food. I know you have, like, the special breakfast in bed tray. Okay, hold it's- on. Do you... Who... You don't want to eat in bed, or Mara doesn't want you to eat in bed? I think she wouldn't want me to. Like, I would eat in bed, maybe, but not when anybody was looking, you know? Right. I was shocked that you would have a pro- that you'd raise the crumb issue. And I don't ever remember, like, maybe when we were, like, first married, but the idea now of me, like, bring her breakfast in bed. Like, I would make her <laughs> breakfast, and then she could, like, come out to the kitchen, the dining room. What are you making for breakfast? I guess I wouldn't make her breakfast, but if I did, that's what would happen. Could well, you, you so yeah. if you were like Nick and you were having to put something together, because you probably have the kitchen skill set of Nick, and I don't even mean that as a burn, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. He puts together some loose eggs, rips a grapefruit in half, uh, some OJ, and a slice of pie. Uh, what are you putting together if you had to for Mara? Okay. I'm trying to think of, of like things I could do. I could take a stab at eggs, but I wouldn't like eat them if I was the per- if I was the person I was cooking them for. A stab at you couldn't like hard boil some eggs. I probably could, but I'd 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 for sure use like uh, a recipe or YouTube or something. That's literally like, can you boil water? I, no, I don't want to get no. attacked for being mean. Listen, I'm just like, that's no, kind no, of no, remarkable. nobody's going to attack you. They're they're like, this is a this is a grown up. He's how old? <laughs> Rewind to see what birthday it was. Was it was it four? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I used, I, I'll tell you one thing, uh, I used to make for Mara, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show, I think maybe I have, is I used to make her pancakes. Like she would study and it was like the only thing I knew to make. So I would make her pancakes. Oh, you're bearing the lead that you do great pancake breakfast for you there, Keith. So I can do pancakes. Yes. I, I haven't done it in many, many years, like to the point where my kids don't really believe it, but I did it dozens of times when we were, um, when when we were first married and she would like go to the library to study for her grad school stuff and I would uh I, I would make her pancakes. I I one t- one time for her birthday I asked a coworker, I'd say like my like then a uh, then Allie, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I like, get it. Yeah, and I was like, Jenna, can you uh like she was like very Italian, like can you um ma- like make me like write down recipes like make me a meal that you like knowing my skill set what i could make and me and like baby ella like four-year-old ella wienaker will who's like <laughs> at, at the same level of me will make this uh meal for mara and it was some sort of pasta and also garlic bread and i did it i like i was able to follow the instructions hey. like 
you know, I got, like, with instructions and, you know, mapped out to, like, baby steps. You know, like, this is what this looks like. And, you know, turn on oven. And this is how to turn on the oven. And, like, with pictures, I was able to do it. For what it's worth, I think you would be a very capable person if you had to be. But you just don't have to be, which is your right. Enjoy it. I no, I don't. I, I, I think I could cook. There's certain things I don't think I could do, but I don't know. Hopefully we'll never find out. Um, all right. Yeah, my dad also made pancakes. You should make pancakes, just like you should go in the pool with your kids. My dad made pancakes on weekends, and it was like chef's kiss, the best. Are you? What was your box brand? Is there a co- or is only one kosher? What's your? I, I assume honestly, you're not making them from scratch. I wasn't making the pancakes from scratch, but I don't Which remember. Which there's the no shade. Here's a hot take. From scratch pancakes are always worse than the box mix. I also yeah. feel that way about certain kinds of cakes. But mm-hmm. back yeah, to Yeah, I agree. Like, if, if you had the great recipe, you'd be selling them, you know, at, uh, at like, Walmart next to the, the, the big companies. You don't. So you didn't have a, a loyalty to a box mix? I, I did, but I honestly don't remember. Because I also haven't, like, seen it, you know, with the different brands here and stuff. So I, I'd have to ask Mara. Do you have why is there like one that you recommend? Can we get a sponsor? Um, my grandma, my mom's side was an Aunt Jemima family syrup and pancake mix. My dad's side, the non-Jewish side, was a Bisquick and Mrs. Butterworth's family. And I don't really care. I, I think if I buy pancake mix, it will be traditionally Aunt Jemima, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is what it is. Syrup, log cabin. My brother was afraid of the Mrs. Butterworth, so that's why I really remember that my grandma had it. Anyway, that's been the pancake hour. The pancake hour. (laughs) Um, Speaking of food, uh, Kelly wants to know what the best pie is to eat for breakfast. You're the pie guy. Did you have a birthday pie? I I didn't. I'm telling you, this whole birthday went, (laughs) came and went. No buzz. I, I, no buzz. I think all the women in my life are sort of like uh, secretly annoyed with me right now. I don't know. You said that two weeks ago. Are you, I know. Are you I okay? think it's. I I don't know. I I, I don't know. It, I think it's still. What happening. is this secret? Anno- There's no Jewish woman in the house who lets their husband or father think they're secretly. Annoyed. Oh yeah, it's like, not really a secret. I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> you know. What have but you no, done? I don't. I I wish I knew. It's. I feel like nothing. You know, there's a way to to know by just yeah. saying like, "Hey, are you mad at me?" Should I be concerned? Like, I got no no birthday present and no. Um... Well, I feel like that's like a little standard for you. Although I feel like you would normally have some baked item, right? Yeah, baked item. Yeah, for sure. But um, and you didn't get that. No, but it's only you know the 29th. It's only three days late. Who knows? <laughs> Anything could happen. Okay, well, you could work out your family drama on your own time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the best pie for breakfast, I think any pie for breakfast is great. A lot of my pies get eaten for breakfast in the morning on Thanksgiving. That's like part of the joy of the next day. And in fact, my mom always insists that I make more pies than are required because she wants to have it for breakfast. Yeah, I, 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 I vacillate between apple and cherry is my two favorite pies. Blueberry's good for a piece, but, like, I I wouldn't want a whole blueberry pie if I was picking out. Yeah, cherry's been on my list to make, but I miss cherry season, so maybe next year. Although, you can use frozen cherries in a pie, but Mm -hmm. I would have liked to buy seasonal cherries and then freeze them, which I I didn't do. You ever go cherry picking? We go cherry picking. No, I don't have kids. Which picking do you do without kids? 
think apple picking. Is apple, more of yes, like so a, that's weird. So apple picking is with this with like a loved one, and cherry, cherry picking, picking is with the, the bushes chill. are low for the kids. Ah, that's smart. Yeah, I think like strawberry, any berry pick, like any of the other picking is like a toddler could do it, but apples is like adults only. My that's kids like could the climb the apple X, tree, apple. please. <laughs> that's adults only. You must be twelve and up. It's like the P- the that. PG picking is apples. I didn't think about that, but my kids could get to the top of the tree, please. I had a theory. Oh, you, I have a new lash theory, by the way. We got a really bad review that we don't talk about New Girl enough, but Akiva and I haven't talked in it. We don't talk anymore outside the podcast, so it's only going to get worse. Um, but I have a new theory. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. Uh, Melissa told me it's got legs. I had another theory, too, that my friends in Chicago told me was good, but I forget it. But um, people who talk the most about working out in a dating context yeah, work out the least. So, like, a guy goes on a date and he's like, oh, I, it was leg day today. This idea does have legs. And then and you think he doesn't work out? Or... The, the, the results don't show. The results are inconclusive. That's like, weird. The least fit people talk is about it, working out. And I can life. say this. Like, is it people who talk about dieting a lot or sometimes the people who, like, need to diet? Is that related to I it? have nothing to say about food, people's relationship to food. I'm just saying, like, a guy will constantly be like, oh, like, what are you up to today? How was your weekend? Oh, I just worked out both days, like, blah, blah, blah. There's one exception to this, but he doesn't really fit in the rules of normalcy but anyway that's the theory let okay. me know your thoughts let's see if this catches on like last theory or some of the theories of, <laughs> i have uh, many theories under the title of lash theory i'm gonna break out when dr amanda Rabinowitz is ready we'll do like a uh new doctor old science and like uh, i'll mm-hmm. tell my theories and she'll like tell me why a twitch stream and then like unfounded. the listener like the <laughs> listeners put them into tears no like, no i like, give theories mm-hmm. one theory an episode and she will say why it's not scientific, why it's unfounded, and why it's unprovable. All right, love it. Green light that, baby. Then we'll shut down New Girl. This is like the Doughboys, not the Doughboys, the um, Bubble Boys of NGOG. That it's going to last zero episodes? The, the, the Theory <laughs> Girls. No, it's like what we'll threaten. We're gonna, I'm going to put ah, NGOG on Yadis. I got it. Anytime we do something, we're like, uh-oh, like we could be replaced at any second. <laughs> it's a new venture. All right, let's get back to it. Uh, so Nick prepares this. It's disgusting, but it's very cute. Chloe G says, if a guy prepares a breakfast like that, do you appreciate the effort or see the red flags and run? Now, Chloe G, God bless her, has high standards. If a guy put one monicum of the effort into uh, anything for me, as Nick did for Jess with this breakfast, I'd be thrilled. Yes, I agree. I think it's an automatic win for Nick, no matter what, how the breakfast turns out. Yes. So you Setting the bar that- a little high, though, right? Like, like this is you're doing this every single time afterwards. Like, I don't know. Well, didn't isn't that true to life? Didn't you just say like when Mara and I were first dating, I used to make pancakes, but now I mm-hmm. don't. Yep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did do that. Um, so as you said, Bob's in town. The return of Rob Reiner. Um, Matt Stewart says in the canon of the show, does Jess's mom not come because her and Cece don't get along because of the car crash? Like, why is Jess's mom's mom not in town? Doesn't make any sense, right? I, I, you'd have to think that she's like, how you know, how many of your friends were like growing up or like closer with your dad than your mom? Probably not too many. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
I mean, here's what could make sense, and we'll have mm-hmm. to see in future episodes if we get to see. Cece's, oh, Cece's mom. Jess's mom could still come. I think the reality is is that Jess's, we're supposed to understand that Jess's mom and Jess's dad can't be in the same room together. They schedule different Thanksgivings. Presumably, if they were both coming to the wedding, they would not be able to both stay with Jess. Even in the world of writing a show, they'd have to absorb all of the oxygen of the episode of having them both stay with Jess. So... I guess the question for you, of Kiwi's, uh, Kiwi guy, do you think Jess's mom is coming to the wedding? I do think she is, yes. All right, well then, Matt Stewart, stuff it until we find out. Just she kidding. just wasn't available, you know, March whatever to, to film this episode. I think she's coming. Do you think we can definitively decide who's more famous between Jamie Lee Curtis and Rob Reiner based on how many appearances they do in New Girl? Like the more famous person does least well, I, episodes, fewer it's an episodes? Int- it's an interesting question, but I do think it's like, first of all, Jamie Lee Curtis is more famous. <laughs> I, I, I think it's like how available they are in 2021 isn't really the full answer to the question. It's relevant, but it's not like... Well, they're not available in 2021. This was in 2013. Or, you know, right, 2013. Sorry, <laughs> how available they are in 2013 is not super relevant to like you know their. It, it's not their peak. So, all right. So it becomes this huge case of Operation Hide It from Jess's dad that they just hooked up. The entire episode's premise should be undone by how is it at all difficult to hide from a father that you slept with their daughter. Yeah, it should be incredibly easy. <laughs> he should uh, like the only time it, you know, that should be found out, and even then it's questionable. Is like if you have impregnated their daughter, and even then it should be like I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they clear the biggest hurdle, which is that Jess exits from Nick's room in front of Jess's dad in Nick's shirt, and once that doesn't raise any suspicion, you're home free. I think Nick actually does do a passable excuse of. This breakfast is for uh, Wilson. I like that Nick goes along with calling uh, Winston Wilson because Jess's dad is forgetting his name. Um, And it happens to be Winston's birthday. So that's sort of a passable excuse. Yeah. First of all, Nick's always his own worst enemy, right? He's always, like, telling on himself somehow. Uh, No dad would recognize uh, someone like, oh, uh, you know, she's wearing his shirt. That's not something I would recognize. Something my wife would pick up right away or even my children but i would not notice that oh that's flooring to me that a, a, a girl could walk out in a men's button-down flannel shirt in the morning i'd be like oh that's her pajamas that's, that's her pajamas all right good. Well, that i wouldn't helps. like notice like what they're wearing you know um all right well then we find out that jess has an opening at a new school who is peg who called her I actually checked peg has never appeared before never appears again and why was she in school with Cece? Was she cleaning her stuff out? Maybe we're just not watching close enough. Close it doesn't make enough. sense. Like, maybe they were trying to make this person, like, a, you know, a regular and just, you know, never happened. But it is bizarre, right? And, like, the fact that she's sleeping with the principal, and that's why. Weird. It's weird to introduce a character with, like, such a forceful tone and then never hear of her again, right? Yeah. What did you think of uh, Principal Foster, played by Curtis Armstrong? Not, mu- I, I not much. Are we going to see him again? You tell me. Uh, I mean, does she get the job? I mean, we see it where she controls the classroom and Principal, Principal, 
Principal Foster gives her a thumbs up. That's where we sort of leave it. Can I tell my sort of... I've been in Jess's exact, exact situation before multiple times. Well, just before we forget, let's lock in your Kiwi's predictions here. Do you think she got the job? Do you think we see him again? Yeah, I see she gets the, she gets the job and we see Scott Armstrong again. All right. Give it... Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong. Give us your thoughts. Okay, your so... Story. I So I, I've talked about this. When I was a teacher... Um, at, so I, I'm teaching in a high school. I'm the English teacher for all four grades. It's one, one class per grade. Things are going all right. It's second year, um, my second year in the school. And, uh, in about May, they announced, Hey, we're out of money, which I already knew because they had bounced eight checks to me, um, or six checks, whatever. Um, they, um, we're, we're not reopening. Like the kids, there's like a sort of a connected cousin school and the kids could go there if they want. Um, by the way, with the bouncing checks, they, some of the teachers would actually say there, let's say their bank was, I don't remember the name of their bank, but I didn't have an account there. Some of the teachers set up an account there because you can't bounce a check if it's from that bank. Let's say it was like Citibank, which it wasn't. And then, like, a Citibank check to your Citibank account, like, they can tell immediately if they have the money. They don't have to wait the prerequisite 10 days, right? So, like, the teachers set up bank accounts so, like, they wouldn't be the bouncers, which probably uh, helped me become the guy who's check bounced a lot. Anyway, um, I once got paid $1,000 in cash also. Have I not mentioned that one? I like, mean, they, they kept, you pay, you file your appropriate taxes on that? Yes. They, I mean, they kept, uh, they kept bouncing checks, and at one point, like, the principal who wasn't, as far as I know, super responsible for it. It was like the guy who runs the school um, handed me $1,000 of cash. And I was like, I don't want to take this on Long Island Railroad. I want to almost like take it. I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, I got, as a teacher, I got paid in cash once. And it wasn't, that wasn't, by the way, $1,000 <laughs> was not, $1,000 was not my paycheck. He was handing me $1,000, like a random amount of money. <laughs> they, they owe me, when I finished... They paid me back some of it. When I finished, they owed me $6,600. Oh, my. I feel like Morty Seinfeld. I'm like, with 15 years interest, compounded quarterly. Should we? I, I should have, like, you and or Chester, like, send them a threatening letter now, honestly. No, I'm not interested in helping you with that. Ass. That's more of a Chester idea. Yeah. Um, $6,600. And I said, like, hey, pay me. He never responded. The, the guy who ran the school. My dad was like, you're an idiot, Akiva. Like, you're very bad at getting him... Um, you know, like getting. What you know, were you like, supposed to do? Like, I guess Strike? my dad felt like I wasn't pushing him enough, so he got. And this guy was a rabbi. He got his phone number and called, and the and the guy wouldn't come to the phone, but his wife was speaking. And and oh, here's what actually here's what my dad did. This was smart. My dad called the rabbi's rabbi. Oh right? my god, this is not great for our brand as a people. I don't think. I know. Uh, he, uh, <sighs> I, he wasn't like he was shady. I think they were just like trying to operate a school and like yeah, ran out I feel of money. Bad. This is making me upset mm -hmm. for everyone that it's his but rabbi's rabbi. We already he have called enough his bad rabbi's rabbi. Money. Should we cut it? Like we called his rabbi's rabbi. <laughs> I'm not editing this episode. I don't have the time. And and I got a call back within four minutes from the guy. Like that's the only thing that worked. The rabbi, the oh, calling the rabbi's that's rabbi, so and like upsetting. Yeah. How do you find out who a guy's rabbi is? Um, because it was like an organization. Like he was, he was from, it. Like the school had like a. Well, I know he branding. was from, but how do you know? He, no, <laughs> hey. he, he had a, he had like somewhat of a branding. So it was that like, was hey, pretty this, good, right? That was good. And then, 
<laughs> he called me back. He's like, I'm going to send you a check. He also, I used to tutor his son, so he also owed me this personally. Is like, this is upsetting. Yeah, he also personally owed me money. How is this the same money. story about Jess? You think Prince Prince Well, I'm going to, it's pay? a long story. So then That's... he sent me $100. I think oh he, he, he owed me the $100 for tutoring his son. Uh, they didn't I, this is me. depressing me. I'm yeah. gonna donate to a rabbinical organization. And then he sent me two hundred fifty dollars out of the sixty six hundred he owes me. So he still owes me six thousand three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, and what's he up to now? I don't. I bet the school is closed. The school is very closed. So they yeah, were on a upsetting. lot. They were on a lot worth like millions of dollars and lo- and lost um, the court case, which because basically they bought it from someone who didn't own it because of a. Uh, a will dispute, a disputed will, and the person who sold okay. it to them. Anyway, okay. Fast forward to why this is relevant. I mean, I thought I that's interesting. I thought I that don't really believe that yeah. that's going to be relevant. I think you could probably start wherever about your. To start now. Yeah, but it was like a crazy... Listen, it's like therapy. You're like, I'm still mad about the 6,300. I, I have a lot I'm still so mad about that I'm not airing out here, okay? So let's okay. Uh, control ourselves. So now I'm like... Now it's May, and I have to get a job for the next year. I'm like, all right, I'm a teacher. I'm going to stay teaching. So I apply for a bunch of jobs, but like the jobs available for teaching in May are not that great because most of the jobs have been filled already for the next year. Like if, they, if you get fired or your school closed in January, you have a much better chance, okay? You hear me drop You're my right. phone as yes. I go to yeah, pick we it heard up. It. You're right back. <laughs> and so I had Jess's exact situation where I walked into a classroom. They're like, I, I had an interview, and they're like, we're going to have you teach for 15 minutes. And I don't think I had, like, much of a plan. I don't remember if I was even told this. And I came, one, came, I, one time I came into the class. It was mayhem. There was, like, paper airplanes everywhere. It was complete chaos. I think I did okay. I never heard from them again. Another time I went on one of these interviews like Jess did and they double booked. So like the lady who was like, like, we will kiss your feet if you like if you take this job, we love you, I guess, like found someone else that she liked. So he went first. I, I she put me in like the book room, which is like a very small closet with like the books that they would give the kids. And I had to just sit there for 20 minutes while he went. And then after, like, kissing up to me beforehand, she was, like, looked at my um, – it was, like, a religious school. She looked at my CV, and she's, like, oh, you can't tell them that you work on a television show because, like, TV's bad. <laughs> I'm, like, all right, I'm not getting this job. <laughs> uh, and then I, I did it, like, about four times. Like, substitute teach a class as a trial, and it was horrible all four times. So this brought back, like, such crazy memories that I had to do this. I that's interesting because I didn't really think that that would be a thing. So I know like we had like student teachers or we'd have people come in and like teach one lesson to the class, but our teacher was like always there. I don't Probably think it was a thing. I don't know why I had to do this. I don't think it was normally a thing. Maybe it's like a small private school thing. Maybe it's a Jewish school thing. But you had to do it. And I took one of those jobs. I've never really talked about this. I took one of these jobs and it was very creepy. Like the principal had like cameras in every classroom. And I, it was, like, very annoying. He would, like, com- comment and, like, and, and I would, like, quit every single day. I was, like, I'm not coming back. They're, like, oh, no, no, we need to find a new teacher. And I truly quit every day in, of the year for, like, not in September, but, like, October, November. You're like me with, um, with this podcast. Yeah. I quit every single day. 
And then finally, I was like, I just, I, I can't. Like, I, I, I like won't make it till next week. Uh, like anything, I put in a request for books for my English class, and it was denied. And it was so little money. It was like a hundred. It was, it was like, uh, it was like vocabulary workbooks for twelve kids or something. I was okay. like, well, I can't. I don't even have books. Like, what am I doing? And so I quit. It was great. All right. And they paid me. About Principal <laughs> like, Foster for a second, because yes. like mm-hmm. the the thing that's the most disturbing to me about this whole situation, besides mm-hmm. that whole story you told, is that in a job interview that you'd have to eat whatever food his secretary brought in. Yeah. Like that's my professional nightmare. I don't yeah. know that I'd be able to do it. It's tricky. You do. You could do it. I would do it. Yeah. I would do. I would do whatever. I no problem. Eat. You'd enjoy it. Be like, oh my god, great! I had no plans for lunch. Mm-hmm. I always. I mean, that would be a lie. I always have plans for lunch, but I would have two <laughs> two lunches. My plan could have been two lunches. Who knows? <laughs> um. All right. So Bob starts pressing Nick to talk about girls. Uh, I'll just say right now, could never be my dad. I told the story about how a guy brought me flowers on Valentine's Day, and my dad went on the deck, like the opposite side of the house. Mm-hmm. Did I tell that story? No. You've never told it. Was he, did he have cameras like the principal of the school I quit? Uh, no, no. He didn't. Like, we were watching Seinfeld. It was Valentine's Day. I was in high school, and the doorbell rang, and my dad went up to get it, and I didn't think anything of it. And a guy texted me. Actually, my senior prom date, to bring it back to last episode, texted me, like, I'm outside. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I didn't mean to curse. <laughs> but that's how I felt. Like, mm-hmm. my dad answered the door. And then at the same time, like, my heart drops. And I hear, like, uh, Allison, there's a young man here to see you. Mm-hmm. And then I went upstairs, mortified. And my dad had shown himself out the back door to wait because he, like, didn't want to be involved. But I guess Bob's not pressing Nick about his daughter. But would you, Wait, wait, were you always Allison or only when you were, like, sort of in trouble? I was like never Allison. I think he just said it because he was felt weird. Like none mm-hmm. of this was like my dad was like ban me from dating at all. Right. He, he just, wasn't like, shotgun guy. No, he was just like we. That wasn't our relationship. It was just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, but would you, if you're one on one with your daughter's male roommate, are you pressing him about girls? This would be me, but I feel like not my dad. So I don't know. No, would not. I'm not pressing him about girls. You'd be like sports. I mean, I guess they're two like single bros, right? <laughs> yes, that's true. So, like, maybe they're just there. It's it's the old Seinfeld thing. Like, we're in the same dating pool, you know. How, I can't be out there. <laughs> if you're, if you're out, out there. there. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So he Nick makes up Yolanda Winston to talk about this. But more interestingly, speaking of food, they make a sandwich together, and Bob goes lettuce, tomato, lettuce, meat, 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 cheese, lettuce. Now I know you couldn't have cheese on that meat, 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 meat sandwich, but let's assume it's like vegan cheese. Uh-huh. What's it reminds me of the Among Us task, right? That it's like lettuce, tomatoes, yeah. <laughs> tomatoes. Um, so they say, uh, they say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't need lettuce and tomatoes. Forget about the meat and the cheese. I, that could be fake. I don't need <laughs> lettuce or tomatoes. All right. Well, Matt Stewart says, then what is the ideal sandwich makeup? Um, I'd say like uh, corned beef, mustard, rye. That's it. All right, you know, first of all, I'm more of a pastrami girl myself, but yeah. you know what's Mary crazy? Hmm. Yeah, well, Mara has good taste. That's why hmm. I don't want to ever be accidentally on the opposite side of her. Mm-hmm. What I like about this sandwich that he says is that the lettuce acts as sort of like the diaper of the sandwich and that oh, it's absorbing geez. all of the wetness. Like, yeah. the way he's got it, usually they put lettuce at the bottom of the bun to, like, catch the juices to get, not make the bun soggy. Right. But 
it's expertly laid here that he does lettuce, tomato lettuce, creating a barrier around the tomato juice. Meat, 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 cheese, lettuce on the top bun too. I like that style. I used to also not be a lettuce and tomato person. I'm still not a lettuce and tomato person on a burger. I will have lettuce on a sandwich. I usually, but... like, if, if it's one of these places where where they, like, don't ask or it's, like, the website doesn't work or something, like, I'll just take it off. Like, I will always take off the lettuce and the tomatoes. Yeah, what were you saying? Sorry, I interrupted you. My big announcement. I, I've, like, used to not – I eat tomato sauce. I eat – I, I just, like, I'll eat pico de gallo, eat salsa. I just, like, was never really, like, a solo raw tomato gal. Mm-hmm. Tomato season's really having a season this summer, and I got into tomatoes. I ate a whole package of tomatoes over the last week in, in three different preparations. What, what, what kind, like, are you eating the, you know, the circle little guys? I forget what they're yeah, called. Yeah, little heirloom tomatoes. Heirlooms. And I, I uh, made sort of a Mexican-style dish twice in a row for lunch because it was mm-hmm. so good. And then tonight, I finished them off with some mushrooms and potatoes. Okay. Oh, so the same tomatoes, just three different types, three different Yeah, preps. but like a big tip. To, to someone who doesn't like tomatoes to eat a quart of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. When I was little, I used to like break out red when I ate tomatoes. And like I told Mara, I still do recently. And she's like, no, you don't. And I was like, she's like, you have pizza every day. And like, you're fine. Like, no, it's just whole tomatoes. <laughs> All right. So Nick says that podcast comment. That's pretty good. Pro- Producer Kelly called it out. Mm-hmm. He gives a bunch of information. He's pretty self-reflective. You know, he's really into Bob's connection, sort of that father figure. Um, and, he, and he says, like, I don't want to screw it up. My dad was a bad guy. I'm afraid I'm a lot like him. Mm-hmm. Any girl would be lucky to have you, Bob says. And then Nick drops a bomb that it's not Yolanda Winston. It's Jess. Matt Stewart says, why did Nick think telling Jess's dad was a good idea? It's I once had a boss say to me, like, never like never, you know, give out information like unless you have to. And this is like the best example of it. Like, why are you telling him to be cool? Like, oh, you like, guess what? I'm, I'm smashing your daughter. The the there's no there's no reason for this. Nick is an idiot. Yeah, I think what we're supposed to understand this to be is that. Nick is really just seeking that connection. It's sort of dead dad pass-esque, although they don't say that. Um, I, I think Bob overreacts, but, you know, it's sort of understandable, especially because, like, the sex part was involved. Right. I mean, he does overreact, and it's very old-fashioned. Now we know from, you know, growing up on Twitter, and it's like, dads, come down. But I, I do think it's, like, it's interesting because his reasoning isn't, like, no one's allowed to date my daughter. It's, like, people like me are not allowed to date my daughter. You know, I know be- what you are because you're me, and, like, I want better for her. Yeah, like, you're not good enough. I, that's a really tough thing to have said in front of Nick, especially when right. he did kind of make a bond. I don't know. And and he does know what, what how Nick feels about his dad. He doesn't maybe know that he's dead necessarily, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask how you would sort of play this. I obviously want to take the sex part out of it, um, just generally, despite regardless of anything. I want that out of it, uh, obviously. Like, you won't really f- go through this, will you? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit this out, but I'm just kind of curious. Like, da- like isn't dating is totally different than this? I guess, but it depends on the kid. Like, some of my kids maybe, and some of my kids no. So it doesn't. You know. All right, I'll delete this. Let's start again. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I want to say something like, do, do we, you, okay, so let me start from my experience. Like, 
my dad and I once had a conversation about an old girlfriend that my brother had that my mom didn't like. My mom is very vocal about if she likes or does not like your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's really frustrating. My dad once told me, like, I tell mom she's got to be careful. You don't know who your daughter or son-in-law could end up being. So my dad's sort of philosophy was, like, I trust you, and I'll be perfectly pleasant to every single person you bring. One boyfriend in particular, I think the last one he met, was really great when my dad was sick, and he purposely intentionally said to me, like, I like him, he's a good guy. But he would never be like, this guy's not good enough for you. He would just, like, take it on the chin because, unless he was, like, a murderer, but you know what I mean. Within reason, he wasn't, like, the dad who was, like, fee-fi-fo-fum, that's my daughter. What's well, sort of your outlook on uh, fathers and dating? Well, you never want to be. What's the Kiwi approach? Okay, and obviously I don't know yet, but like you never want to be. I don't, I don't think. I don't think you should be uh, like good or bad. I don't think you. Sh I don't think you should be like this guy's the best or this guy's the worst. I approve. I disapprove. I think you have to be a little more vague because ultimately the kid is often not going to listen to you. So it's like. You don't want to be the, uh, the same way, uh, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned once, like, my friend broke up with his girlfriend of a couple of years, and I was like, I hated that you know, woman. And, like, then they got back together a week later and have, like, seven kids together or something. And it's like, you, you know what I mean? You'd always want to couch your opinion. So, like, you can't, it, it's, you can't come back from, like, if you date that guy, like, I'm never speaking to you again. Or, uh, you know, you, you, uh, you know, this guy's a loser, find somebody else because that easily could be their husband. And then you're like stuck with, uh, you know, like that, you know, she's, you know, she, with that knowledge for the rest of her life, basically, ideally, it makes it very unless you were right and they get divorced very quickly. <laughs> well, it makes it very difficult because I do think it is a parent can intervene better than a friend because like you're more likely to care what your parent thinks in terms of right. a long-term partner than your friend. Um, but, like, my mom has made things very difficult at times. And then, like, recently was like, you know, the Gentile really grew on me. Not at all. If I was, like, going to get back together with him, she would never have said that. It's, like, because it's, like, very clear we will never, ever, ever talk again. But mm -hmm. I was like, are you effing kidding? I don't know if I told this. Like, I didn't tell my mom we were dating for, like, two years. Uh, so I think your approach is the right approach. And that was my dad's approach. All right. Yeah, well, it sounds see. like sounds like he chose, uh, he, he chose right. I don't know. The, um... Well, now he'll never it, meet anyone. I'm just kidding. I'm going to edit this whole thing. <laughs> you mean because there won't be, there'll never be a guy. I hear you. <laughs> Dark pylon to the, my dad's dead and he'll never Well, I was trying husband. to, you know, yeah. To, okay. uh, you'll never have a husband. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, all right. Where do we even go from, from there? Uh, I do Next like week's episode. What do you think it's called, Akiva? <laughs> It's called nothing because we never return. Nick comes out with a croquet mallet. Where yes. is Nick getting a croquet mallet? It, that's got to be Schmidt's, right? Schmidt has to be the one who plays croquet. <laughs> Not a very Jewish sport, I feel like, croquet. I would say it's the least Jewish sport. That's a good, we, can we draft on? No, football is the least Jewish sport. Not really because I think in the very early days there were some Jews who were good at it. I, I hear like in the current state and like I guess you call it a pigskin, but. Croquet and polo are very not <laughs> Croquet and polo were very not Jewish. Like most Jewish sport, lacrosse? I would have said soccer. Mm, I think it's not lacrosse. in the not in the world. I'm more talking about like what what Jewish kids play when they're growing up. Like you know what I mean? Like, I think like the highest You're thinking like, of pro athletes. Like I'm just talking I, no, about No, I think like, lacrosse cultural. has the highest percentage of Jewish players of any major sport for sure. 
But I'm not talking, you mean in including what like little kids do? I'm saying I'm not talking about professional. I'm talking about like. Maybe this is a 32 a fans draft also. We're drafting Jewish sports. I mean, what sports do your sons play? Because I feel like women's is a whole different. It enters into like, They're a little young. And, dance, and then we're having a conversation right. about what a sport is. Gymnastics is pretty Jewish. Um, the, <laughs> the, um, no one doesn't really play any. Energy. Yeah, no one doesn't play any sports really. And Yosef likes basketball. But also fighting. Good luck to Yosef. I said, let's put him in judo. He's like, I want to do karate and chop people. So we'll see. That's cute. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me know what Chester comes back with. Although I'm sure he'll at like four in the morning send. A yeah, I'd like a chart. I like NGOG a chart. Although one of the weird chat. things about this uh, this holiday thing that's an extra day is like you got you're done if you're in Israel and there's 31 hours before the the U.S. holiday keepers are. are oh my god! Done what will you do without this, Chester? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's what will the chart community do without his chart? <laughs> what will the chart community do? Well, luckily, he's his own audience, so mm-hmm. he'll true. be fine. Um. All right. Jess goes back to school. She gives some dumb speech about her own problems. I wasn't really into that. I didn't feel moved by it. I did like the student offering her a cigarette <laughs> to comfort her. Um. Yeah. I was. Uh, oh, sorry, I don't know. I lost. Let's just get out of this. All right. Yeah, Jess okay. calls Cece. Tomorrow is her wedding. I think you said something about that. Yes. In the digest. Um. Yeah, it was in my notes. She, like, why is he coming? Is this two weeks before the wedding? But now we know it's tomorrow. He's starting. She's starting to explain what happened, which is like, why is she telling Cece this now? Uh, but she takes over and helps Cece with her problems. I died at Shashir, you little son of a bitch. It's not your day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Winston thinks it's a surprise birthday party for him. Because, again, the, the through line through all of this is that no one remembers Winston's birthday. Patty says, was the storyline of everyone forgetting Winston's birthday intentionally meta with how often the writers have, quote, forgotten about his I think cause, I think so, right? Unless they're very – yeah, it has to be. Really, you think? you think they're trolling themselves for I think so. about it's the black like, actor on the show? I think they are. It was a different time. I think that's what they're doing. No, I don't think so. I okay. think they think this fits with the story. All right, when we start when we start getting the writers of the show Av style on, we'll last them. Av, please do not email any of the writers <laughs> saying that you're asking for this. Mm-hmm. Av's going to come on the show. Shoot, he picked an episode. i got to put it in the chart. Well, okay. you'll remind us of when you're coming on, like every other guest has to remind us. Mm-hmm. It's their job. Um, but so Cece got henna all over her face because at the advice of Jess, she took a nap uh, right after getting her henna done. And Jess shows up and starts talking about her own issues. <laughs> and I love Je- Cece screaming at her like, I have a full beard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I also think like the. Yeah, I, 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 they they were like one more like uh, blotch away from like, hey, we this might be blackface. We need to like we need to tone down how much is on her face. <laughs> okay, good, good good observation. Producer Kelly says, how much do we love Cece going from constantly supportive wing woman for Jess's antics to mm-hmm, mm-hmm, make sense? I have a full beard. I did really like Cece this episode of like. It's sort of crazy that Jess is the maid of honor and the day before the wedding, she's spending her time with this, this being everything else besides the scene with Cece. But Wait, I does like the maid of honor still... like have day before wedding responsibilities? I think you would want to be available. The you, day before? Traveling. I mean, it looks like Cece's not like staying in a hotel or anything. Her family seems to be at her apartment. But 
I, I don't think you'd be calling the bride the day before the wedding to talk about your gossip with your roommate. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I don't think she needs to be, like, at with Cece dealing with it. I mean, there are definitely, like, um, events that would usually happen the day before the wedding. True. Yeah, if they were having, like, uh, yeah. That is true. I, and also, like, that, maybe that's why Cece didn't appoint Jess as her maid of honor until recently, because she knows, you know, she's maybe not cut out for the gig. She's too self-absorbed. Like, I know that in some, uh, I, you know, I obviously don't know what um, Cece's traditions are, but there might be a Mendy or, like, she's just getting her henna done in her apartment. Like, Jess right. would probably be getting henna also, right? Have like, you ever, I, I think there would be stuff going on. Have you ever been the maid of honor? No. And I, I just, probably will never be. Oh. No, I, I'm fine with that. I, I, just, I just wonder if there is... Um, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I may, Jess is not cut out for this job. That's that's what I'm thinking here. Well, she does handle things well. Telling her to get a nap after her henna. I mean, I think it's also like Cece would probably know not to do that, but it, it, it makes for a bit. Um, and then it makes for a nice moment with her and Shebrang when Jess ends up calling him to, to settle it up. Uh, settle it up to figure everything out. And he says he'll fix it. Unclear what's going to happen there. But he says that just told him to watch out for the girl who looks like Mandy Patinkin. Um, mm. IMDb points out that uh, Patinkin starred in The Princess Bride, which was directed by Rob Reiner, who's in this episode. Uh, wow. Uh, zero degrees of uh, New Girl. And then... Um, I forget. All right. <laughs> it's very late for both of us. Much later mm -hmm. for Kiwi, but we're, we, we couldn't skip this episode. We're trying here. Uh, this, I guess I'm editing this episode. It's going to be late. <laughs> um, hold on. I want to think of what I was going to say. Now I will edit this out. Oh, all right. Kiwi guide here in the middle of the episode. What what's to come of this? If, if the wedding's tomorrow, presumably, if we see the wedding, do you think that Shavrang will have handled this off camera? Will we see how the henna's removed, or will she get married with her henna beard? I think Shavrang saying "I'll take care of it" is like sitcom speak for it's done. Like okay. if a competent character says "I'll take care of it," it's done. It's possible there'll be a pa passing reference to it, but that's it. We will not see the beard at the wedding. All right, let's think. jump cut to the Schmidt and Elizabeth story. Uh, they also wake up in bed together. I think that's nice. I, I guess, like, Daisy and Schmidt, uh, Daisy and Schmidt, Daisy and Winston are the ones who, like, also go to bed together and don't wake up. Like, it kind of would have been cool if somehow this started with all four characters waking that's right. up with the person. Mm -hmm. But they do it with Schmidt and Elizabeth here. Um, again, Elizabeth is just giving a lot of, like, self-confidence i don't care about what your body looks like i like you for who you are except for down there where he lost a little weight yeah <laughs> elizabeth is a baller like she is a very self-confident lady i love elizabeth i think yeah. this is a great episode for elizabeth and on that note producer kelly says do we think elizabeth is jewish when she and schmidt are yelling at a guy named bernie very jewish energy. i don't think so i don't think she is <laughs> well you never know um, but she does show up to work, uh, to, to Schmidt's job and like tells off his coworker. Now she's being rude to Elizabeth, but mm. I do think if you're visiting your boyfriend at his work, you're not going to like tell off the woman no. who he works with. Don't do that. Just a hard and fast rule from Kiwi. Yes. Don't, do don't, it. don't, don't, uh, don't get in the fights at your, uh, at your loved one's work, workplace. 
I did love her speech of like, I am not going to make you make me let you make me feel bad about myself. I was fine before you. I canceled a date and now I'm going on it. And I don't care what you think. Like, wow. Take note. When your daughters start dating, put that on a poster for them and hang it in the room. Respect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Protect your peace. What do you say? (laughs) That's what Chappelle says. Mm -hmm. But thank you. Um, I, I did. I thought. I thought nothing because I just learned now editing this that we lost the last half hour of my audio of this podcast. But we'll make it fun because Akiva will never find out about this. Um, a couple of things. You missed a banana minute. I'll replay it last week. Next week, maybe Akiva won't even notice that it's the same one. Um, we did pull from the jar. Also, I read the episode title to Kiwi, Elaine's Big Day. He was very confused. Who is Elaine? We don't know who Elaine is. I gave a master class in... Elaine could be a girlfriend of Jess's dad, and maybe that's complicated. Or is Elaine one of the the core five's moms? Who is Elaine? Will it actually be Cece's wedding? Uh, we'll all find out next week. Uh, we did pull from the jar, as I said. We pulled Zooey's uh, new girl, good new guy, good girl will be the episode. We will be talking about the movie, the new guy, and also the good girl, written by Mike White. Who knew? Um, I also pitched an idea for Renap, uh, similar to my idea, the whoopee cushion, to have some sort of Mike White uh, vehicle. But sadly for Renap, they will never get to talk about good, the good girl with Jennifer Aniston because we will be talking about it in two weeks, two movies to get through in two weeks. Um, and we will see you back next week for season two, episode 25, Elaine's Big Day. Ali and Akiva, gonna talk a TV show, and maybe Jenny Garner, so don't go any farther now. Akiva and Ali, all the way to the finale, his face is his job, she's the captain of NGO.